Culture Commons and Cocktails is internal calm served straight up. So settle in, drink in the knowledge, some shaken, some stirred, and maybe even some with a twist, and enjoy the top shelf guests I have lined up for you. I'm your host, Chuck Ghost, strategic advisor at Social Chorus. And on this episode of Culture Commons and Cocktails, we have Chris Berger, AVP of Corporate Communications at Atrium Health. Chris, welcome to Culture Commons and Cocktails. Hey, it's great to be here today. It's, uh, you know, this is the pinnacle of my career being on the podcast with you. That means it's all downhill from now, Chris. So just enjoy it. Be along for the ride. So grab a seat here at the Culture Commons and Cocktails Lounge and let's get started. Before we get into your work at Atrium, I have a little bit of a more personal question for you, Chris. Since we first connected on okay. LinkedIn, it was before you joined Atrium Health, you're one of sure. the more active Corpcom leaders on LinkedIn, at least from what I see in my network, you might be even the most active Corpcom leader in there. <laughs> and it frustrates me because so often <laughs> Corpcom leaders wanting their employees to be advocates and share news, but they themselves aren't actively sharing. So is this intentional? Like what, what's your motivation behind this? It's very intentional. I have always thought LinkedIn is probably one of the best things for sharing professionally. And I think all the recent surveys out there, uh, it really backs this information up. And so as I've, you know, gone through my career, I've noticed a lot of professional sharing happens, uh, you know, on LinkedIn. And I just took it on to say, okay, wherever I work, I want to make sure that I'm an advocate as much as I want my team to be, just like you said. And, and you know, we're always trying to build brand advocates at, the, at whatever organization we work at. And if I can be the chief advocate, that's what I see my role as, as, you know, leading communications is enabling that and helping others kind of share the good news. And I've always, you know, I've always been a fairly passionate individual wherever I work, have to really um, buy into the mission and vision and all that. And then once, once that happens, you know, um, you know, I'd love to share the good news that's happening and, and certainly have no, uh, end to the good news where I currently work at Atrium Health. I applaud you on it. You've certainly set the tone and the example of, of how to be a good advocate on LinkedIn. And something else I'm curious about from your background on a previous episode of the podcast, I interviewed Kyla Turner from Loves, and she talked about some of the culture she brought to Loves from her experience at Southwest Airlines, which is well known for their culture. And you used to work at Walmart prior to coming to Atrium Health. So what have you carried with you from your Walmart days into Atrium? Kind of like I talked before, I'm drawn to mission-driven organizations. And at Walmart, they have a very simple but clear vision um, and mission. They're, they're, it was save people money so they can live better. Everybody sees it on the stores, says save money, live better. Um, that was actually from back when Sam Walton was given the, awarded the uh, Presidential Medal of Freedom and I think it was 92. And everything that they do flowed from that mission. And I, I was, you know, it was, there's so many great things that I loved about working in that because they truly, if you actually last week, you probably saw it on LinkedIn, 
I visited the home office, took a group here from uh, from from Atrium Health to go do some benchmarking and knowledge sharing with their um, with their EOC group. And what was neat there was to to kind of showcase exactly what I've been talking about. When you go to the home office, you know you're not seeing anything extravagant. You're seeing uh, everything is there's not many windows actually on the buildings uh, at the home office. There's very simple and plain. Um, they're working to kind of do some things to to help with you know recruiting and, and retention. But one of the things I admired was they really live that save money, live better. So anything they could do to pass the savings on to the customer, they were doing. Like one of the things that shocked me my first day, I walked into this building of you know six thousand technologists, and that was my first job at Walmart, helping lead a communication team for the IT organization. And, um, you know, you walked in and, and you were kind of acclimated with the environment, but even things like taking out your own trash, you, you, they don't have some custodian that comes around and takes your trash. You do that yourself. You vacuum your pod. Uh, it was just customary. You got to learn that anything that they could do to, to save a couple cents here, those added up to dollars. Those dollars added up to millions of dollars when you think about, you know, the thousands of stores that they have across the country. So it, it was those type of things that really helped me, um, you know, uh, from really grasp hold of the mission. There's some really cool things they have in place there. They have a thing called the 10-foot rule. I've tried to bring that here because if you're within 10 foot of someone, you should say hi to them. And too many times when you're walking around, uh, you know, an organization that, that is getting bigger or even small, you just ignore people. You just kind of, have, you're on your you're, you're a duty, you know, you're, 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 you have something to do and, um, and you just walk past people and you never acknowledge that they're there. And one of the things that, you know, you learned from day one was a 10 foot rule. You had to learn how to, um, you know, kind of relearn saying, just saying hi to people, just being friendly and, and kindness goes so far. So in the store, hopefully people see that all the time was people saying hi, you know, as soon as they're within that 10 foot or, or closer. The other thing that they had was called a sundown rule. Sundown rule basically said, look, if you get an email or you get something that you can finish by the end of the day, you should. And I thought, wow, that's a, that's a great concept because how many things do we have that sit in our email box that we're, or we've sent out that we're waiting on someone to respond to? And not everything will you be able to, you know, actually do that day, but you could respond with an email that says, hey, I'm on top of this. Here's when I think I'll be able to do it. Um, and get it back to you. And that's something I've been trying to, you know, share more and more with my team and just making sure from a customer standpoint, they know what's happening with work that's, that's sitting in their, their email or whatever. So those, those two things really resonated with me, but yeah, there were so many great things about the culture there that, uh, that really, they're just common sense things, but they had a ability and an opportunity. And what they did there is they made these common sense business practices like every day and what's expected. And I, and that was one of the things I just loved about, you know, when I was there at Walmart. Well, I think it's one thing that's great to anytime you learn from another business and get your employees out. But I think sometimes what can happen, it seems like it happens a lot in healthcare is they always just want to benchmark against other healthcare. And it gets to be a little mm -hmm. bit of an echo chamber where you just see everybody kind of acting the same. So I like that you guys went to a retail environment, a retail customer to see what they're doing. No different than a manufacturer would learn a lot by coming into a healthcare company. 
Absolutely. I, when I joined uh, Atrium Health almost three years ago, one of the things that I recognized was what, what health care is going through right now is becoming more and more customer centric. And maybe they haven't had to do that in the past, but what I would say retail went through like 10 years ago, plus um, when you're thinking about omni-channel, people want to, you know, their news or they want to interact, they want to buy things when they want it, how they want it, where, they're, where, where they are. Healthcare is the same way. And that's what's happening right now. And unfortunately, healthcare is a little bit, I feel like, behind the game. But I love working at a forward-thinking company like Atrium Health where we're trying to push the boundaries. And when you look at, you know, we're, we're looking at Amazons, we're looking at the Walmarts, we're looking at many different organizations out there that how are they reaching customers in a way that customers actually want to be interacted with right now. And so we're kind of reframing how people think about healthcare, and that's what we're doing with our virtual care visits and, and lots of different things across the organization. Now, we've mentioned Atrium Health many times so far, and some people may not be familiar with the organization. So talk about the size of the company, the mission, your team, so people get a feel for the organization. Yeah, that's great. So I'll start with our mission because that's kind of, again, what everything drives off of. Our mission's, I think, a, you know, a fantastic mission. Um, I joined the, the organization right after they had rolled a new mission out. They had a long you know, very good mission, but we, they went through a very purposeful process involving board members, involving others in the community to come up with a new mission statement that everybody could grasp hold of and understand. And it's pretty simple. It's to improve health, elevate hope, and advance healing for all. And that for all part is, is one of the biggest driving points of what we talk about and is a huge sense of pride for Atrium Health. And um, just from a size and scope perspective, uh, it, it is kind of mind boggling a little bit when I kind of think about it. Um, it we have about 70,000 teammates, uh, 50 hospitals, uh, 44 urgent care locations, 900 plus uh, facilities where we're, we're helping people throughout the system. Um, about 3,700 physicians, 17,000 nurses, um, but I think the things that like blow my mind is like the in one day stats. And as I talk about like what happens in one day at Atrium Health, we, we have about 38,000 patient interactions. That's about one every two seconds. So someone is interacting with, uh, patients interacting with, uh, with our, uh, with one of our care providers sometime during that. And we have about 20,000, 25,000, uh, physician visits almost 4,000 uh, emergency room visits, and, and, and the list goes on. We have 91 babies <laughs> that are delivered every single day at Atrium Health, um, and then about 635 life-saving surgeries happen. So that's the really cool part. One of the most amazing stats to me is every single day, we provide $5.6 million in free and uncompensated care. Wow. And that adds up to about 2.03 billion with a B, yes, um, in, in free and uncompensated care. And that goes back again to our mission of for all. It, if you don't have the ability to pay, you know, um, we, we help people out. It doesn't matter if you live under a bridge or you're the president or CEO of a major large company. If you need life-saving care, we're going to provide that. Now, you talked about all those babies being delivered. 
uh, there every day, 90-some, 91 babies a day. Uh, this year, you're going to launch your own baby, your own comms baby, a uh, new internal comms platform called Teal Insider. So what was the right. drive behind this? You talked about interacting with like customers and you know learning from how customers or which retail or other environments are treating yeah. customers. Is this about how employees are experiencing life at Atrium Health? It is. And, and, and really the emphasis behind this, again, is going back to that concept that I talked about at Omnichannel is I think in communications, generally, email still king, unfortunately. Um, then maybe the intranet and, and then some other forms of maybe collaboration like Yammer, like SharePoint, like all these other things that are out there that and, and it gets messy in there. And, and really what we were looking for was a way to modernize how we were doing communications across our enterprise. And one of the things that, you know, we have been uh, expanding our care across our geographic footprint. Um, back in um, last February, we actually changed our name from Carolina's Healthcare System to Atrium Health. That was a big deal. The reason we did that is because um, actually the day after we announced that, we announced a um, that we would be joining a, a, a organization, Navicent Health in, in Macon, Georgia, would be joining us. And that happened at the beginning of this year. And so we knew that organizations outside of the Carolinas um, probably wouldn't be so apt to want to join what was happening here at Atrium Health. And so we, we changed from, you know, the Carolinas Healthcare System name to Atrium Health. With that, we also knew, as you as you heard, 50 hospitals. How do you how do you reach, uh, you know, that many teammates that are spread across a huge geographic area? How do you reach nurses when we know like 40 percent ish of our workforce is not sitting behind a desk? They're the undesk worker, and and how do you continue to communicate to them in a way that isn't through email, isn't through an intranet or whatever? And why not communicate with them the way that they already interact? I mean, we're addicted to these devices, right? We're addicted to, um, you know, the, the, the alert that comes across to let us know there's a breaking news story or something. And, and that's how I was thinking about, you know, internal comms. A lot of people, you know, I'm a firm believer in what's external is internal and what's internal is external. However, there are specific channels and ways to communicate to uh, internal teammates that you want and you and, and you absolutely want to make sure that they are able to get the news possibly. My goal was we would want, if we had a breaking news event, we want our teammates to know about that before the news media is able to push out their push notifications. I can't tell you how many times we heard you know, the newspaper broke this story and I heard about it from the newspaper before I heard it from my own organization. Well, we sent out the email, you know, the typical, you know, hour, 30 minutes before, but guess what? They're not connected to those things. So we knew we had to break through that and actually reach teammates where they are. And this new app uh, that Social Chorus has been great about, you know, helping us through has been one of those fantastic tools that we just launched in August and we're already seeing fantastic results from. So speaking of some of those results, what have some of the responses been 
from employees, either something anecdotal that you've heard from people and maybe even leaders. Like, what are they thinking mm -hmm. about? You mentioned all the other channels that have been out there for a while. What has been the response from having Teal Insider now available? Yeah, I think we're just at the beginning, but what we have heard already is how excited people are to actually break through, you know, the, the cascade of information that typically happens. And I think that has been one of the biggest challenges, you know, as communicators, we're always talking about the cascade and the change management that needs to happen with any big announcement. The, the app provides that ability to, uh, you know, to go directly to the teammates. Cause we know that the, the cascade, the traditional quote unquote cascade is broken. That doesn't happen. Like we're waiting and even if we wanted to perfectly happen, there's always a gap somewhere in there that happens where a manager doesn't share it with their their group of, or their team or a supervisor forgets to bring it up in the meeting. Now we can go directly to the teammate and uh, with with that type of information, or we could start at a certain level, give them exclusive content, and then and then cascade it out during a certain time and put, do a push notification you know, to let them know. So the, the, the initial feedback has been fantastic because people are feeling more connected. They're, they're understanding kind of, again, the mission and, and vision. And just like you were talking about the LinkedIn, uh, posting things to LinkedIn, one of the big drivers of why we're so invested into sharing both externally and internally is we have a huge sense of pride about the work that we're doing. We're saving lives all the time. And maybe teammates lose sight of that sometime we have we have something that's pretty cool at the beginning of most meetings here uh we have something that's called a connect a purpose and what happens during those connect a purpose there's something that's shared it can be a great patient story it can be you know something that we're doing but most of the time it's a very heartwarming understanding of why we do what we do at atrium health and it usually revolves around the patient because that's why we're, we're here to make, you know, a care for patients, save lives, and, and again, go back to our mission statement of improving health, elevating hope, and advancing healing for all. If we, if we can connect people at the beginning of a meeting, even if it's a meeting about finance or budgets or whatever, it actually recenters us a little bit and helps us to, to really get back to why we exist. And what's happening is people are seeing those stories on Insider, and they're able to share those readily at the beginning of meetings as before they were kind of searching around trying to figure out and it doesn't matter if you're working here in Charlotte, North Carolina, or if you're happen to be at one of our locations around this area or down in Macon, Georgia, they can now look at these, uh, these stories and share them. And, and there's a huge sense of pride that comes from that. Yeah, you bring up a great point, something I've talked to a lot of communicators about. Not that not that all cascades are bad. Sometimes cascades for a reason. You want to tell one group before another group before another group. The problem is by the time that group starts getting toward the bottom, there's almost too much content to share. They naturally filter out content. Either they understand or they, they, they are comfortable sharing and not other things. And it's really what you're doing is reducing the burden on those supervisors and managers by going straight to the employees and letting them communicate the important things that are relevant to the team, not everything that's to the team. So I think that's, that, right. that's a, that's a yeah. thing for those managers. 
That's right. And we've, we've set up specific channels, which was one of the benefits of, of Teal Insider, that we share things just for leaders that says, hey, this week, when you're in your huddles, share this. And it's a, it's a channel called Leaders Know This. And basically, it's, it's share this information with your team. And, um, and, and then there's three things. We try not to populate it with more than three things. That way, it's simple. It's very clear. It's a couple bullet points that talk about what we're asking them to share. And it could be around benefits. It could be around, you know, um, you know some, some breaking news that we have. But it is important information that we want the leaders to share. But then that same week, we'll release that same information to the teammates. So if, if we want to make sure everybody has this information, so they're hearing it from multiple sources, because we all know it takes several times for someone to remember whatever information we're trying to disseminate. And the more that we can do that, the better. And I know you're, you're still relatively new into the launch, but have you heard from employees or seen the content that they really like to see? But I'm also curious too, has there been any content bubble up that you guys have discovered that you wouldn't have known about without Teal inside of employees sharing things in? Yeah, there has been. Uh, there's been a couple opportunities where people have suggested content. And I think what's really exciting is as we do the roadshow, as we share more information with leaders, uh, we have the ability now uh, to get their input and, and, and to see how, you know, it gets their mind, you know, going of like, oh, you mean that I could send out a video each week to my team? Uh, and as a, like a hospital president who has thousands of, you know, employees at that location, what better way to keep his whole team motivated? We know that that hospital president, there's no way in their rounding that they're going to be able to meet one-on-one -on -one with every single teammate. But if he's able to post a video that kind of talks to um, very authentically, it's not like some highly scripted, you know, you have to go into production and all this kind of stuff. You just film it on your iPhone and, and load it. And, and it's a very authentic way of communicating. And all of a sudden, that leader is getting a natural connection, you know, with that individual teammate down at the front line that he would never had before. And that's the type of stuff we're hearing um, more and more requests all the time for. Can you stand me up a, a special channel that I can um, communicate out to my team? Uh, can you, you know, create some specific, you know, exclusive content that, uh, you know, channel that, that we can communicate to this specific group? And that's the beauty, I think, of the targeting and on the back end of it, the metrics. I mean, I'm a very metric-driven you know, person. And so when I'm looking at the metrics and I want to see, okay, who am I reaching? You know, how is this going? Who's opening it up? You know, how many people have signed up? All those type of things. I can give them that report once we have that, uh, that group assigned. Mm -hmm. And then what I, what I love hearing is, you know, platform, a lot of companies all over the world use it, but there's always sometimes these little unique cases or use cases that, customers come up with a ways to whether it's content treatment or whether it's getting people to sign up or like you said, the exclusive stuff, are there any kind of unique mm -hmm. use cases that you guys are using with Teal Insider? Yeah, I think so recently we actually, we had a leadership certificate program that we are offering to our vice presidents and above. 
So the leadership team, as, as we all know, you know, so goes that group, so goes the organization. And we really wanted to get them all together and talk about where are we going as an organization? Um, you know, make sure that everybody hears from our president and CEO, Gene Woods. He's done a fantastic job of, he was the one that, that led the, the new mission and vision um, and, and really heard straight from him kind of where we're going as an organization, where is healthcare going? And, uh, and, and then how do we fit into that picture? A lot of people talk about the consolidation of healthcare that's happening more and more organizations, you know, the healthcare is getting bigger. It's not for, for size sake, it's, it's to be able to deliver care better uh, throughout a larger geography and um, high quality care done well is, uh, is very attractive. And so one of the things that, that um, we were doing was gathering this group together to help explain, to make sure that they understood the why. Um, you know, there's the book, Start With Why, a uh, really huge believer in that. And it's like, why don't we get the groups together and put them through kind of what we call the leadership certificate program, let them know kind of where we're headed as an organization. That way they feel comfortable leading us through the change and healthcare is just going through massive, massive transformation right now. And we're not, you know, any different than that. And so, you know, we announced that, that, that pos that we're, we're hope hopeful that Wake Forest Baptist will be opening up a set second school of medicine here in Charlotte or the largest city that doesn't have it. How does that fit into our larger picture? You know, that could create some angst with, uh, with leaders of where do I fit into that? So basically gathering this group together, we were able to load, preload, uh, you know, exclusive content of things that we wanted them to do as pre-work before showing up. So while we sent an email out to make sure that they all knew what was happening, everything was directed information-wise to the app. So it was go download the app and you will find exclusive content that's posted here. You will need to do this to have to be part of this conversation. And what that did is it drove, uh, one, it drove adoption of the tool, which I love as, <laughs> you know, we're rolling out a new tool. Um, but two, what it did is it, it made them engage with the tool truly so they could see the capabilities. And during the actual event, um, so, so let me back up. So when they were doing the exclusive content, there were several videos that we used. One was a TED Talk that we wanted them to, to, to view about change. Uh, another one was just um, things that they would need to know before showing up and had a couple questions that we wanted them to be thinking about. Um, and it also had, um, you know, a, a message from our chief uh, strategy officer as well as our, our, our chief learning officer. So there was lots of information that they could only get. They, we didn't embed it into the email. It was exclusive and they had to do that. But then during the actual event, we had them all pull out their phone and answer a couple questions during the event that we then took and, and fed the rest of the program into. So they were having, and now we have all that information as well. Uh, so it's great. So it's not just like this anecdotal here, you know, here's what we heard at the meeting. It's, it's, we actually have everything captured where here's how they were answering that question. And you could see throughout the day, the questions that we are asking, um, where, where it seemed a little bit more pessimistic and kind of maybe, I'm going to say negative, but, unsure. And throughout the day, the more questions we asked, you could see the excitement start to build. Hmm. And then we, you could see like the hopefulness and 
felt like people were kind of marching um, in the same direction. So that was really cool to see along the along the you know continuum of that day of how the app actually was helping with the change management and helping get leaders over uh, maybe something that that was uh, sticking in their mind. Well, and and what's great, what I took away from that was you made it what some leaders might have viewed as a nice to have tool. You made it a need to have tool pretty quickly 100%. for them. You kind of forced them in there. And like you said, they were now familiar with what Teal Insider was. They could speak to it if an employee asked questions about it or employees saw them participating in there. I always you know, make recommendations to communicators that, yeah, it's one thing to have your, your CEO or other leaders publish in there. But imagine if I'm an employee that I've shared a photo and I see my CEO liked it or I see my CEO or my VP comment in there what that kind of does to an employee's morale is amazing but you can only get that by them participating in it that's right that's exactly right yeah it's it's really been exciting to watch kind of the continued evolution of how we communicate and and leaders are now starting to catch the vision and come to us and say i want this i want this and it was um you know that was our biggest fear like we'd invest a decent amount of money into a tool that nobody used. And, and we're seeing the opposite happen. I think we're seeing the desire actually more than we can fulfill right now. <laughs> so we're, we're prioritizing, okay, this group needs this immediately, you know, and, and how does that work? So uh, it is, it has been really exciting to, to see. And, you know, uh, it is, it is, it's one of you know the things that you know you think about what 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 do you leave at an organization what impact do you have this is certainly one of those ones where you know no matter what happens in my career I'll be very proud of putting this tool in place here to make sure that we are truly communicating better with our internal teammates You and your team should be very proud of what you've created. Uh, we've talked about some of the culture that you've brought from Walmart in and what the culture is like there at, at Atrium. We talked about the communication activities there. And the podcast is called Culture Comes and Cocktails. So, Chris, what is your favorite cocktail? Wow, there's so many. Uh, I joke about my brother. He used to live in England, and he got me hooked on single malt scotch. Mm -hmm. uh, and, but having said that, I have, I, because of one of my um, teammates uh, that was on my team has really gotten me going on old fashions. Mm. And so, and so I am a big fan right now of old fashions. And there's a, there's a local shop that does some handcrafted bitters that are just unbelievable. So I'm definitely um, on the old fashioned bandwagon. Well, Sonia Fiorenzo, who is also on the podcast, and myself are also big fans of old fashioned. So I agree with you on that one. And really good old fashioned is is tough to beat. Uh, Chris, I want to thank Excellent. you for being on the podcast. You do not have permission to take your foot off the gas on your LinkedIn publishing now. I've set the expectation that I want to keep seeing content. I hope that other people are like, what is Chris sharing on LinkedIn? Maybe I should go check and see but then they will start sharing more because you're right. It is about pride. And that's in this conversation, Chris, I see that and have heard that in your voice of how proud you are of the organization, your team and what you guys have done. 
Yeah, and I would I'd be remiss if I I went without saying that I have an amazing team backing all of this up. The brand journalism that is goes behind those posts, that is something that we've built here and allows me to be able to share the easy stories. So without them doing that work, I wouldn't have anything to share. So amazing team that I love, love, love working with each and every day. Well, Chris, thanks for your time and thanks for sharing the stories. Thank you. If you enjoyed what you heard from this episode and want to check out others, find Culture Comes and Cocktails on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you like to listen. And when you do, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any future episodes. This has been Culture Comes and Cocktails, internal comms served straight up. Thanks for listening.